At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is a fresh hour of live bet Sunday from downtown Las Vegas, Bar Canada at the D, a loaded Super Bowl special edition. As I'm Ben Wilson, Femi Bebefe, Kelly Bidler next to me on the desk. We had a great rousing uh, Taylor Swift prop discussion. There. Yes, we did. Uh, so, great, you know, great battle, gentlemen. We're still uh, this place, this, uh, the packed Bar Canada. Yeah, the the crowd dissipated. They the did, crowd yeah. dissipated after. But they, it, they but went over to the Sigma Derby after. Uh, for the record, though, I did win the Swifty contest. Just because you know, it's top of the hour. I want to reset things in case people are just joining. <laughs> we welcome our new audience. <laughs> we welcome in a new audience. Uh, in case you have missed it, uh, I, I went ahead and won that. In case so, uh, you flipped over from the uh, St. Peter's and Marist uh, hey, you know, you know, barn burner there. T- top of the hour. You know, maybe new affiliates are popping in, which we say welcome. <laughs> but, just uh, for the record, I took money from Kelly. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, we're going to reset things at the top of the hour. Thank you for making sure we do that. We do that reset every hour, and especially if exactly. I mean, make sure to do it when he wins a, uh, a Taylor Swift Fun competition, though. It was a lot of fun. Competition. To sort of reset just in general here, because we are at the, we're at the halfway mark of the two-week buildup to the Super Bowl. I, I, I'd imagine for, for us so far with our bets, it's a lot of the, like, the early overs we like on props, since I'm imagining these are going to get steamed to the moon and uh, by no means have we finished our whole portfolio right like I still have a lot of bets to be made that are going to be more onto the 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 unders or maybe the non uh, popular line of thinking here so we'll go around the horn here as we go and get you caught up with what we have bet so far on the Super Bowl Uh, so there are some sides there are some total stuff and some props as well Uh, Kelly was the only one who fired on a a same game teaser as well but also Mm -hmm. side uh, and some props as well so I'll let Kelly have the floor first don't shame me why are you shaming me I'm just just saying (laughs) come after him gambling Twitter Come tell them how it's minus EV. There, there was a time here when when the line was moving, and I kind of thought, uh, Kelly, you might be able to come back in, tease San Francisco the other way yeah. with the you know with the uh, over and have two double middles. So. Yeah, no, I'm not getting that frisky. People have also been asking me. I've got a couple questions of this because they know I'm a big NBA better. Uh, hey, are you teasing Chiefs and NBA sides? Don't tease NBA. Don't tease NBA. the NBA. Okay, don't do that. Um, all right. My full portfolio so far. Wow, it, it looks even more when you see it on screen. Yeah, I was on the say, graphic. Man, wow. Okay. We got a week geez. to go, buddy. Yeah, we got a week. 
<laughs> Chiefs plus two and a half. We talked about that already. There's that uh, same game teaser. Chiefs up to eight and then under 54. Um, that is a six-point teaser. And then Mahomes, MB, MVP. Really, we talked about that. It was a good discussion, Femi. I, I just thought that was just a price for me. I really, because I did think there was an opportunity for more Chiefs, as we discussed in a yep. year ago, to possibly win this award, I actually thought I'd be staying away from getting involved uh, in the MVP market. But a plus 150, uh, that was either here at Circa or Westgate in town. I, it, it was too long of a price. I needed. I, I felt the need to jump in. Pacheco right now over 66 and a half rushing yards. That is my biggest prop bet, so, or at my biggest bet so far, is over the, uh, his 66 and a half. As we've said a couple times, shop around on that prop right now. We've seen pr uh, numbers from what, 66 and a half to like 72 and a half, yeah. I think I've seen. So I, there's a big difference out there in numbers that you could bet. Actually, the 66 and a half might be gone. It might be 67 It is half. still at, uh, there's one book, uh, Westgate still, still offering has? Wow, 66 okay. and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and Circa's a flat 67 and a half. So you can still find, you know, the, right. I would say the good numbers. Might have to are. move some money around on these apps here. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I may or may not be driving. Don't worry, that's the, really uh, easy to do here. <laughs> yeah, Westgate right. after the show because, yes. Uh, uh, also did the, you know, a little bit of an alt line here. Pacheco 100 plus rushing yards plus 395. Obviously, I think he will be involved often in this game for the Chiefs offense. And then I can't go, uh, especially a Super Bowl, without a Kyle Juszczyk uh, prop bet. So, uh <laughs> Tip of the cap to Circa Sports for even posting him because most of these books around country will not even post check because he's not, yes, he's not as big of a weapon in this Niners offense as maybe he once was in past versions of offenses in Baltimore and in San Francisco. But still, big game, multiple options. You want to throw the kitchen sink uh, at the defense as a play caller. You want to play, you know, pull out some plays that you've been saving all season long that you haven't got to. I think we're going to see Kyle Juszczyk involved. If you do see a rushing plus receiving yards option out there, I would bet that. I didn't have that option here. So I just did, I, I hit a little bit of both. Over a half rushing yard at plus 270. Yes, he's more involved uh, in, the, in the receiving game. So played over three and a half receiving yards on him as well. Love it. Love it. The, the, use, the, the, the use checks, which, oh, by the yeah. way, his, his wife was the one that designed Taylor Swift's jacket there, the Kelsey, the, the 87 one. Yeah, Taylor's now, now Taylor. Has, I learned this yesterday yeah. on the numbers game. I had no idea what was someone was talking about. And, and now the, the NFL is now, like, partnered with her. Now she's, like, like a brand designer or something like that with the NFL. So well, shout good out to for Mrs. Kyle Juszczyk's wife. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard getting like, the licensing that's, part of that. Like, that's not easy to get the NFL license. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, if your husband they plays with in the NFL, that helps. But that's a huge get. hundred percent is. amount of money. Um, I, so I, I haven't bet on this yet, not not a part of my portfolio, but kind of in that same line, Kelly, where if we think there are going to be that whole kitchen sink, you know, philosophy here from the Niners, uh, the Elijah Mitchell props out there, uh, Circa has over yeah. two and a half rushing yards, which I, I'm this going to bet. I think that would be like a half view to bet. But, I mean, Mitchell usually, like, especially if McCaffrey, if they are running him left, right, up the middle, everywhere, McCaffrey is certainly someone who's taken a lot of shots, even though he's he, he continues to bounce up and, go right back into the huddle every single time. Like, I could see a world in which Mitchell gets a couple carries here and there, especially if it is 100%. Niners running the ball at will and just running a ton in general on the Chiefs. I think it was the Seattle game when McCaffrey started the game with the big run, and then, like, he tapped out because he was tired, and they bring in Trey Mason. He ends up getting the first touchdown. Like So, like, just yeah, look yeah. out for some of those things. They're like, sometimes you get some wonky stuff if you're betting those first TD scores or maybe some of those low props as well because it just needs one carry for Mitchell to go yeah. over that. Uh, my betting card, a little bit smaller than Kelly's as of right now. The canvas is a little bit more blank, but this is why we're doing this show because I want to write down 
down the props that I like that we discussed, and maybe I'll add those mm -hmm. tonight or at some point tomorrow as we get into Super Bowl week here. But I'm going to start off with the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line, plus 115. This is a conversation that goes back to last Sunday when we were here doing the show, watching the NFC title game and the conclusion of the AFC title game. I just felt in the Super Bowl, whether it's against the Niners or against the Lions, I'm going to like Patrick Mahomes in that spot. And the fact that I can get plus money on it makes it even more of an attractive play here for me. So plus 115 on the money line, still widely available. Uh, that number I bet at open, it went away, but now it has returned since a lot of money has come in on the Niners earlier last week. And I'm anticipating at least some more money coming in on the 49ers as we discussed with Patrick Everson in hour number two. And then uh, my two other bets for this game as of right now are the two in the MVP market because I'm working through the premise that Mahomes is a little bit overvalued in the MVP market since that he would be the first person in NFL history to win three Super Bowl MVPs in their first three Super Bowl wins. That has never happened. Montana had to do it in his fourth one. Brady had to do it in his fourth Super Bowl win as well. Nobody's ever gone three for three. Mahomes trying to be the first person to do that next week. So with that in mind, I went ahead and bet the guy who's dating the biggest pop icon in the planet right now, Travis Kelsey, MVP 20 to one, even at 12 to one, I like it just because Kelsey is a primetime playoff performer. Yeah. You look at what he's done in the playoffs. He is the most prolific pass catcher in postseason history outside of Jerry Rice. Like every single playoff game, he's going to come up big. He came up big in the AFC title game, 11 catches, 100 plus yards, a touchdown. If he has that stat line, given all of the hoopla surrounding his personal life, it's an easy narrative for the voters to fall in love with there and say, hey, in the year of Taylor Swift, in the year of Travis Kelsey, let's go ahead and put the exclamation point and give him Super Bowl MVP, something that he's never won, by the way, and uh, it would be a nice cherry on top of what is a Hall of Fame career. So Kelsey, 20-1, in the same vein, this one more so Mahomes removed. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, we talked about how we all like the Pacheco over on the rushing yards. Maybe instead of playing some alts, the 100-plus rushing yards, maybe play Super Bowl MVP, yeah. because if he has 100-plus yards, a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns and it's a lower scoring game Mahomes maybe only throws for 220 240 why can't Isaiah Pacheco win Super Bowl MVP because we know sometimes these writers like to look for other stories right other than oh Mahomes won another Super Bowl MVP in that regard if Pacheco has the big game I think he could be a beneficiary of that so at 30 to 1 it's a big enough price for me to play a little bit about Isaiah Pacheco as well yeah I'll probably yeah. I'll probably sprinkle some of that on too yeah. you're, you're Just, right Femi if I when you're betting, he's got a good setup it's my favorite bets over to rushing yards. I already played in alt, like you said. Yeah, I think I sprinkle a little bit of that. Yeah, the further you go down the board, too, is where you start seeing more you know, more of the, the different spread between, say, like a DraftKings where Kelsey's 12 to 1, and yep. now you start to see other books Shop who, are, who are, I don't want to say, like they're, they're trying to do the fair thing as far as the uh, hold percentage here, but, you know, 12 to 1 is a ridiculous number, if we're being honest. Yep. 20 to 1 is at least palatable, and I would say that's, that's an endorsement worth, uh, worth making yep. if you – if you believe what Femi believes. There's there some 16s be, out there as well, uh, as yeah, always, shop be, around. Could be voter fatigue there, yeah, on the Mahomes MVP front. So 20 to 1, 30 to 1, two very, very good numbers in that regard. Uh, sticking on the Pacheco theme, I've only put two bets so far into uh, my portfolio here. Going to definitely add as we go on, but I do like the Pacheco, the over 15 and a half rush attempts angle at minus 120, as well as the 66 and a half rushing yards. Ever since Jerick McKinnon went down with injury, it's just been usage through the roof for Pacheco. 89% of his team's total carries have gone to Pacheco. He's averaged about 107 uh, rushing yards the last six games since that McKinnon injury. And the Niners' rush defense has suddenly turned into uh, one of the worst units of all time, at least over a small sample size of two games in the postseason. So those are the two I have already. Guys, ones I have kind of in consideration here that, I, that will get bet. Uh, Chiefs to score on their opening drive. Any sort of score, that could be uh, you know, that could be field goal or touchdown, yep. plus 102. 
is being offered at Circa. This is a team that has scored opening drive touchdowns in their last, what, nine postseason games? I if, mean, it's it's just amazing. If their first points were a safety, I guess it's just it's on their first offensive drive, right? So even first if they scored, a, drive, even if it was yeah. like a safety two nothing, then like if they scored a kick the field goal and make it five nothing, that's still cash, right. correct? Correct. Okay. So yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, you couldn't get away with uh, Purdy picks. It's as great as as great as that would be. Yes, offensive, uh, offensive drive. So uh, Chiefs you can find it one hundred two DK at even money, uh, and then also you know that those are kind of the ones I've um, I've highlighted here, but also going way down the board, the Elijah Mitchell over two and a half rushing yards. I go in small there, I, you know, I'm, and I'm still intrigued by I'm taking a look at, you know, my, like a Mahomes, if, especially if we think this will be very, very heavy on the ground, like a Mahomes, un, uh, Mahomes no interception, yeah. which you can get at plus money right now. Purdy under on pass attempts. I haven't decided how, how heavy I want to go there, but uh, the Mahomes under, uh, the, the no interception is really intriguing right now at, you know, plus 105 or so. Yeah, we brought that up when we were talking about the passing yeah. props. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of, Ben, I don't think I'm going to end up betting it, but it's intriguing to me. Uh, I'm trying to think. The other ones I've got written down, I'll probably still be adding. Um, so I'm going to add some Mahomes rushing props too. I know I, I know I'm already loaded up on Pacheco. We see Mahomes take off all the time though in these big games. I think I'll be back on him. And still many bets for us to add into the account. Oh yeah, you can you can bank on that. We also have some NBA lines on the move to talk about next. Kelly Bidlin has the NBA breakdown after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash You'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Our focus on the show, a lot of Super Bowl, but there's also other action going on right now. College hoops, NBA, good finish on the uh, in the live tournament right now. Yeah. John Rahm's debut tied for the lead with uh, two holes to go, and you've been tracking Kelly Bidlin, all the, uh, the NBA line movement of which we have had a lot of as we're now about an hour away from tip of our next wave of games here. Uh, board lighting up. 
uh, in a lot of different yes. ways. And the, the one that's uh, fascinating, too, Clippers Heat. Now out to Clippers minus four and a half after an opener of three. Uh, the Heat continue to just be horrendous. And yeah. uh, yet you kind of keep wondering, all right, when is the buy low point on Miami? Is it today? What say you? I'm glad you started there. That is one of the bets that I have today. And that is, uh, look, we're at four and a half, like you said, basically painted across the odd screen right now. And that is below five, which is a key number in NBA bet. We don't often talking about we don't often talk about key numbers in the NBA, but those do exist. Not nearly as important as when, when we talk about them in the NFL or, or even college football, but still uh, some some rangers that you want to stay below above, depending if you're betting favorite dog. Five is usually always a pretty key number. You think about that. It's two possessions. You're down three. You're missing. You're fouling. Sending the other team to the line. They make two free throws. It's at five. It's the easiest one to explain. Uh, but I am on the Clippers here. This is uh, I got a couple different bets tonight that are that are kind of one one scheduling both or both scheduling related. Why I made the bets one pro schedule, one negative scheduling. This would be your negative scheduling spot. I am still on the Clippers. The Clippers this weekend. We hinted at this uh, earlier in the show, Femi. But uh, okay, you had to go Detroit Friday night. They've been on the road for a while uh, here on Detroit at Detroit on Friday night. They've been hanging out in Miami all weekend, and then they got to mm. go to roll in. I, I don't even know what the arena is now. I was about to call it like a three, like, three. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. It's not American no Airlines arena yeah. anymore, so I don't even know. No FTX, FTX with <laughs> a giant cross mark. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Through the red X. Through I, yeah, I know for sure it's not that, anymore, not that anymore, so I don't even know what we're calling it. Um, I did lay the four and a half. You hinted at it, Ben. This uh, Miami Heat team has just been an absolute disaster. Uh, here lately, just going back towards Christmas, we're talking about the six worth, six worst net rating in the NBA in non-garbage time minutes over those times. Fourth worst offense. This team just can't put the put the ball in the basket uh, right now. And over that same time, the Clippers have been arguably the best team in the NBA. Uh, they are 13 and three uh, since that time. Tops in net rating, tops in defensive rating. Uh, over that time, Duncan Robinson will be out for Miami Heat tonight. Zubats is even coming back for the Clippers tonight, where I think that's one of the, as far as you talk matchups in the games, uh, in this game, one of the areas you would have said with Bam out of bio down low that they maybe had an advantage at. Zubats back in there nullifies that a little bit. So I did lay, I laid three and a half last night with the Clips. Four and a half's good. Wouldn't, I, it wouldn't touch it if this got up to five, but I'd still lay the four and a half. Uh, in this one, I bet one other game that does tip off here in about an hour, just under an hour, there is more injury information coming down on. I uh, wanted to get out to you guys in case you are interested in betting along with me. Grizzlies team total. I did play the under in this. This game is out to 19 and a half. 19 I mean, and a half. Oh my. It's like I, an NFL liner, like week 18. Gents, I think we're going to close at 20 or 20 and a half. Oh, wow. I think this is hitting 20. We just had another wave of more outs come down for the Memphis Grizzlies. Right now, your uh. updated injury report for this team. Desmond Bain, John Moran, yeah, they've been out for a while. You know, no, no surprise yep. there. Uh, then you have uh, Aldama's out. Vince William Jr. out. John Conchar out. Xavier Tillman out. Derrick Rose looked like he was going to play. No, he's not playing today. <laughs> Zaire Williams out. Jaron Jackson Jr. out. Marcus Smart out. Brandon Clark. These guys have been out. Victor Oladipo just got traded. Well, Who's playing he's for still them? Out. I, I don't know, uh, Fanny, no, but if the, you get the, the G League legend, Scotty Pippen Jr. in the oh, lineup, I, I, picked, I picked him up in my uh, my 20 team fantasy league because he's like he's, he's getting minutes. Smart grab, he's getting minutes. Yeah, he's getting yeah. minutes. So this line's gonna run. I wouldn't be laying a big spread here though, even though I would still be leaning towards the Boston side. If you remember, I've been watching the NBA, uh, Femi, you just saw the Clippers get embarrassed 
uh, on Thursday night against the Lakers. They've had a few days now to sit back and think about this uh, situation. So uh, I decided to go team total under. If you wanted to look at Boston team total over or a first half line or something like that, mm -hmm. I think that's a way you could play that as well. Is there a number that you'd take the Memphis Grizzlies? Like if, if it was like, what, 23, 24? Like, wait, what, how high does this have to go before you entertain, hey, maybe I'll step in and take the Grizzlies? 27 and a oh half points. God. He said the limit does not exist. I, I mean, Femi, Femi, it's a great question because everybody has a number no matter you what you're talking. I don't care if we're talking money. I don't care if we're talking point spreads. Everybody's got a number, got a number. where they're willing to do something. But it, yeah, it would have to be in that range yeah. probably for me to actually entertain a Let me, serious I thought, uh, I thought you were going to ask bigger mismatch. This game or Broncos-Jaguars 2013, which that, was, that was, uh, that that was, was 23, 23 yeah. yeah, which is the largest spread in uh, modern NFL history. And the Jaguars covered They did. They, they, right. they, were, they were feisty in that game for a little yeah, while. They were live. They were feisty yeah. jacks. I mean, they always are, right? I got, right? I got one more bet I want to give out just because I did bet this, and this line's moving as well. This a little bit later tonight, 5-10 Pacific time, 8-10 Eastern. Uh, Ben's Milwaukee Bucks on the road to the Utah Jazz. This is that really positive scheduling spot that I was talking about. If we were talking about the negative one for the Clippers, this is a very positive spot for the Utah Jazz. A terrible, terrible uh, travel situation, rest situation that the Bucks are going uh, going into here. Back to back, we talked about that game with Dallas last night. You had Giannis Antetokounmpo in that game, and I think this is Doc Rivers kind of the first time pushing, shoving his weight around a little bit in Milwaukee, trying to show everybody who's boss. Giannis played the last 240 of the third quarter in that game last night, played the entirety of the fourth quarter last night. Wow. Now you're going into altitude. They have already ruled out uh, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was out yesterday for uh, personal reasons, will be out again today. On the injury report now, Giannis is listed as probable, Damian Lillard questionable. Will be interesting to see if both those guys go, even if they do. Still think there's value on this Jazz team. I played it a pick -em. It's out to four now, but again, using five is that key number. I wouldn't bet it nearly as heavily as I did. I think you could still lay the four, though, here and make a case for the Jazz, and especially if you see Giannis and Dame is out. Run to lay four because this number will be well, well above five uh, if they don't. This Jazz team... Uh, they've had a couple days off. You're going up and playing the whole rest game. They've had a couple days off now. 12 and 8 since Christmas. 11th best net rating outside of garbage time minutes uh, in that time. Fourth most efficient offense. Going up against a bad defense. That's what Milwaukee's Bucks defense is right now. It's bad. It's going to take some time. They, they need to get off this road trip, get back home. I think Doc has at least a couple ideas in mind. I know everybody's hating on him right now, but this defense really can't get much worse is the way I look sure. at it. So and if, they just need some time to get back home, get some practices under them. I'll start believing in this team, making a bit of a turnaround, but I think they're going to struggle in Utah. And the, not only is it a scheduling mismatch for Milwaukee, but the biggest mismatch is Milwaukee's perimeter defense, which led by Damian Lillard has been terrible all season. Now you get a Utah offense that's been clicking on all cylinders since Christmas, yeah. the fourth best yeah. offensive rating. How about a little Colin Sexton over 20 and a half points? Ooh, I like it. I like it, Ben. Opposing, opposing point and shooting guards have just been lock overs against the Bucks this year. I mean, I they've think torched them. The other one I would bring up is uh, I'm, I'm not usually not a guy, especially since I've got multiple, several MVP bets on him. I wouldn't be running to bet Giannis unders if he does play, yeah. but you're talking about a team that can protect can protect the rim pretty well with Walker Kessler in there. And uh, you know, what does Giannis do best? Get to the rim. That's where he goes yeah. to the free throw line. That's where he gets easy layups. Also, congratulations to Doc Rivers for being the Eastern All. 
Stars uh, head coach, by the way, as well, uh, after just coaching about three games. Congratulations <laughs> to him for that. I hear that, I think, man. Yeah, just, <laughs> a lot of rounds on the golf course, Femi, to, uh, mean, to, get, to get that well, on what, what did I, I feel like I saw people making a big deal over He's giving the money to Adrian Griffin yes. and the assistants, and everybody oh, was, like, wow. applauding him for it. It's like, uh, yeah. If I was Adrian Griffin, I'd say, Shove that money where the sun don't <laughs> right. shine. Yeah, seriously. You know what, I, what is hilarious to me is how so Doc Rivers has coached three games for Milwaukee. Of all the major sports, we know that the head coach in the NBA has the least impact, if, yeah. you know, <laughs> among everybody. And people are like, oh, fire Doc. This isn't working. They're not responding. It's three games. It's three, three games. games. He's just sitting, basically he's just watching right now. This is yeah. like this is like when the substitute teacher comes in and is just like, all right, let me just see what what you guys have been working yeah. on and, and spend like it. Let's assess. First, spend the first day filling right. in doing that. Like, how can we say anything about? Rivers? So the other no. part of it that it doesn't get talked about enough in the NBA, but we've seen it multiple times now this season. That's why I'm going to bring it up. It's it's okay. Baseball, I always find these things are tough, right? But it's not. But baseball is so much more of an individual sport than a team sport that we make it out to be, right? Yeah. It, it just involves pitcher versus batter so yeah. much. Series right? of individual matchups. Exact. Series of individual matchups. The NBA is still a team sport. What we saw, what we're seeing going on with the Bucks right now, and, and like we're acting like the world's ending, like they're, they're still second in the Eastern <laughs> Conference, like, geez. Um, but like, you know, Ben, they just got to get home, get a few days where they actually have a, 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 a you know, homestand. They can get some practices underneath them. This team has barely been able to practice, you know, not at home since Doc Rivers has taken over. To your point of everybody flipping out, what happened when James Harden joined the Clippers? They were five, atrocious. Five they lost five straight. They were atrocious on a lengthy road trip, and what happened? They got back home. It took them a week and a half or two to get a couple practices under their belt, and now they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. It's a long season. Takes time. Overreactions. Uh, we, we don't need them. It doesn't make any sense. We'll continue the NBA talk up next because Evan Sidery, outstanding NBA reporter for Forbes Sports, is joining the program right after this. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSEN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. We will get back to more of the Super Bowl talk, breaking down all the props in a little bit. But right now, we continue on a very busy NBA Sunday. Kelly Bidlin has his best bets already locked in the chamber. We want to get some a perspective here, not only for the games tonight, but also what to expect coming up on the deadline and second-half thoughts from our pal Evan Sidery, who joins us right now from Forbes Sports. Great to have Evan back here on the network. And we start, Evan, with one of the games coming up here in about a half hour I just wonder what's happened to Miami. They have the 29th offensive rating now over the last 15 games and went from a super kind of chic, popular long shot in the East to a completely falling apart at the seam. So what do you make of this latest trend here for the Heat, who are a four-and-a-half-point dog today against the Clippers? Yeah, I would certainly say it's a little concerning about the Clippers, or excuse me, the Heat, the way they played the last seven or so games. And I would definitely love the Clippers tonight in that scenario. But I think overall with this Heat team, we saw last season that when Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo really lock in at an elite level, they can go against anyone in the NBA. And I, even with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo carrying a higher usage rate over the last week or so, I'm still have confidence in them. They've shown over the last three or four years that they can lock in in the postseason, whatever, whatever crew they have around them, and do well in that scenario. So I, I still am a believer in the Miami Heat. 
I think Terry Rozier is a good addition to that team as far as bench scoring or even in the starting lineup at about 15, 20 points per game. So I'm still, I'm still a little bit high on the Heat than most probably, I would say. But I think right now it's kind of kind of buy low on them while you can. It was this time last year, Evan, when we saw the Brooklyn Nets and Phoenix Suns make that blockbuster trade involving Kevin Durant during Super Bowl week. And with the deadline coming up now on Thursday, is there a big move out there that could be looming that kind of sort of moves the needle? I know the Pascal Siakam trade happened earlier. He's now in Indiana. Is there any player or any team that might be looking to be active at this trade deadline that's coming up on Thursday that better should be aware about? Yeah, I think the one team I look out for is the Brooklyn Nets because really no one has a clue about what they're going to do at the at deadline. With them not controlling their own first-round picks for the next four years till 2027, they really are in an advantageous spot to continue to try to retool on the fly. But the way they've been playing the last few months, I, th I think they've won six games over the last six weeks of the season. A lot of teams are circling around Mikhail Bridges and what they can do with him. He's the ideal kind of 3 and D player, similar to that OG and Nobi type, where you can plug him into any lineup to be an elite level third, fourth option for you. I think that's the one thing to watch out for because they also have Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Spencer Dinwiddie. If the Nets decide to sell high on those players, they could really take advantage of that in draft capital. But I think the Nets, with their, them not controlling their own draft picks until 2027, is kind of just a negative advantage for them. So I look out for potentially the Chicago Bulls instead, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, now with Zach Levine out for the rest of the season. I do wonder if the Bulls go towards more of selling mode. Yeah, Evan, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, love following your work. Everybody that's betting the NBA should always uh, over at Forbes and then Eastsidery on X or Twitter, whatever you like to call it these days. I'm just going to rifle through some names with you because we are getting to that point. Of, you know, Are they going to be traded, not going to be traded? A lot of names floating around. You're talking about Mikhail Bridges. I think there's a lot going on uh, with the Nets right now. Any feel that you've got for DeJounte Murray, Buddy Heald, Jalen Green, any of those guys where these names have been kind of popping up recently? Yeah, I think DeJounte Murray, a lot of teams are expecting that DeJounte Murray is traded to end up on the Los Angeles Lakers. I think they've been the most aggressive team for Murray so far. I think the deal has been bandied about a little bit as a 2029 first-round pick with Jalen Huchifino and whatever salary pillars needed would be D'Angelo Russell or someone else. But with the way DeJounte Murray is playing, the Hawks are playing late, I do wonder if that team who's hell-bound making the postseason, if they want to go ahead in that direction of trying to make the play-in and maybe reassess their options in the offseason. That's a real, I think, potential option on the tail for the Atlanta Hawks there. So I would definitely look more towards Brooklyn or more towards Chicago. I think those are the two teams to watch out for there because with the Zach Levine injury, I, I heard uh, behind the scenes a little bit that the Detroit Pistons were close to getting Zach Levine and Levine got that surgery there. So it makes me wonder a little bit if Levine tried to avoid that destination for himself <laughs> going to the Detroit Pistons under that scenario. So those are the two teams I watch out for there. Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, and a couple of good veterans in the Brooklyn Nets as well, Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. They're getting a lot of attention on the tree marker right now. You know, what's so fascinating, Evan, is to look at teams that are clearly in buy-now positions but might not have the sort of capital to give up for a big-name player. Like Milwaukee's a team we just talked about in our last segment that comes to mind. Not a whole lot of assets right now for Milwaukee to give up. They're sitting second favorites right now in the East to plus 250, a few games back of Boston at the moment. But the rumor has been, okay, certainly a team that has a trade out there to be made. What do you see being the path forward next few days here for the Bucks? Yeah, I think if the Bucks will make any sort of big type of impact moves on their actual rotation, it would have to include one of Bobby Porter's or Pat Connaughton, along with the draft couple they have left up, which is a pick swap in 2027, plus a first-round pick in the Trailblazers this year, which would be a top 35 pick more likely than not. So that's actually a legitimately good package for a potential selling team that wants to make some moves to the deadline 
I imagine it's not enough for DeJounte Murray, but the Bucks want to go out and make a big rotation type of move for their roster. They have the actual assets to do it. But the question is, what teams out there are going to be sellers? So I would lean towards the team at the Washington Wizards, too. Maybe, maybe Kyle Kuzma or DeLon Wright on that roster makes sense for that team. Maybe the Bulls, maybe the Nets. Those are the kind of teams I watch out for. Also the Charlotte Hornets as well and Miles Bridges at the whole complicated situation over with him. But also another couple of players in that roster, like Gordon Hayward, can make sense for that team as well. It's so funny, Kelly, because last year I was like pushing the Kuzma bandwagon all in. Like, come on, Bucks, get Kuzma, come on. And now Evan, Evans is rallying me up all over again. Like, oh, we're going to go down this path. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm all in on Kuzma. Love that we're guy. Booze for Kuz in Milwaukee. Oh. Uh, Evan, the Western Conference, interesting at the top of the standings there. There's four teams within a game of each other there. Thunder, T-Wolves, Clippers all have 15 losses. Nuggets right behind them with 16 losses. With 30 games to go roughly around that point, who do you think is going to be the one seed in the Western Conference when the regular season's wrapped up? This might feel like a cop-out answer, but I really do feel like this the postseason experience we've seen from this team over the last couple of years, the dominance in Nikola Jokic, I would lean towards Denver Nuggets and eventually be the number one seed. They're really catching momentum as of late. Jokic is playing again at an MVP type of level, one of the best players in basketball. And I just trust guys like like Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. They've shown it now in a postseason stage where if they need to go lock in for a couple of weeks to get the number one seed, I trust them more so than I've seen guys in Minnesota or Oklahoma City for that matter. So I lean towards Denver, but the way that guys like Shea Gillis Alexander and Anthony Edwards are playing as of late, those are two very dangerous teams in the Western Conference. But right now I lean towards Denver. I lean towards Denver as well to come out of the West as well. Evan, I want to jump over to the MVP conversation with you. The Eastern Conference a little muddied right now. Obviously, it looks like Joel Embiid is going to miss that uh, games mark that he needs to hit to qualify for this award. Uh, you just gave a little praise to Nikola Jokic. He is minus 165 right now to win the MVP. You got SGA at plus 250, and then it is Luka and Giannis both at 8-1 to one in that market. Do you think it's Jokic's uh, to lose already at this point? Yeah, I would definitely, uh, honestly, pounce on that value at minus 165 while you can on Jokic. I just think the way this Nuggets team's playing lately, and I imagine Jokic not going to be sitting much games the rest of the season, especially after the All-Star break. I would lean towards that being a very heavy favorite towards Denver if they take care of business the rest of the season. I know SGA is a great story, the way Thunder team's been playing lately, but with Jokic, he really has been the best player in the NBA over the last four or five years, and it's just kind of hard to deny him his excellence at this point, the way this Nuggets team's bouncing back as of late. So, I would lean towards Jokic, especially that value right now, and trying to get in at minus 165 if I could. It's just fat. I feel like we've done this the last few years where we get to about this time of year, guys, on the calendar, and it's like, yeah. wait, why? You know, this Jokic guy. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Why isn't he higher on the. Uh... Well, and now we're going to play the whole makeup game again, like, right? Right. Make, right, make right. up for last year that made up for the year before. Well, just, just, just hold off to. We've got to make sure we see what Kendra Perkins says first because he flipped the whole thing last year. Oh, so yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta of, course, sure. uh, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> and before we let you go, where do you stand on the rookie of the year race? That's, uh, by the odds now, is down to two players at this point. Yeah, I would definitely, if I had a vote in this, I would lean towards Victor Wembanyama because what he's putting up defensively is absurd numbers. He's putting up better numbers than Rudy Gobert has in full Defensive Player of the Year nominations, and he has over 140 blocks, uh, more than 60 steals already in this season. Those are going to be some outrageous numbers when you look back on in mid-April. But with the way the Thunder are playing lately, the way Chet Holmgren is playing for that team, I would definitely lean towards Chet being rookie of the year based off how, how good the Thunder are this year and his key contributing role to their winning ways. But if, those, if that's first team looking ahead a little bit, they make a couple big win now moves next year or two. That's going to be a very, very, very dangerous sure. team with Victor Wembanyama. Evan, we got about 45 seconds left. Which team is more likely to make the playoffs and maybe give a team a scare in the first round? Is it the Lakers or the Warriors? 
I would say the Lakers right now. This Warriors team is reeling. I think their lack of size is definitely bothering them a little bit. So I would say if LeBron James and Anthony Davis stay healthy and that team makes a big move at the deadline, maybe a DeJounte Murray type of player, I'd say they have a good chance of making the second or third round if they can. But I think both teams right now are really reeling. But I would lean towards the Lakers more than the Warriors. He's Evan Sidery. Great insights as always. Joining us here on Live Bet Sunday. Follow him at E. Sidery, S-I-D-E-R-Y. Great NBA reporter. I uh, see his work at Forbes Sports. Evan, as always, pleasure, man. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Anytime. Appreciate it. And, we'll, of course, Kelly will keep us appraised uh, of his uh, of his any NBA bets that uh, continue to pop here on a Sunday. Yes, In-game or otherwise. We have a, a boatload of action coming up here at the top of the hour. We also will dive back in to our prop markets in the Super Bowl as we go into the receiving props. A lot of interesting angles to discuss there with so many different options and weapons on both sides, more so than you get on the rushing or, of course, the passing props. We'll dive into that segment next as we continue our big game breakdown. Niners and Chiefs. Niners, two-point favorites, 47.5 your total. More prop discussion coming your way next here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code LIVE. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, plus our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code LIVE and get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
We've gotten weirdly uh, enthralled in this live golf finish, uh, by yeah. the way, Kelly. Yeah. No Pebble <laughs> Beach today. Rained until rained out until uh, Monday, and so this is there what, you go. This is what live, live takes center stage. Yeah, they just needed the perfect storm. Jo a perfect storm. John Unintended. Rom joins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Unintended. Yeah. John Rom joins live. Uh, immediately Pebble, in contention. Immediately in contention. I mean, no surprise there. But yeah, immediately in contention. Pebble gets canceled. No football going on the weekend. Everybody trying to figure out what they're watching on Sunday. And, uh, Sun's up 31 on the Wizards. Yeah. Pro Bowl is just what the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. Tell yeah. Tulane Temple in college basketball is a barn burner. So you know. Hey, don't don't tell Ray Lewis this is the Pro Bowl. That guy. He, he's that been guy's fired out, up. That guy's been uh, very. Very feisty. One uh, other thing to note, different. as you might see me on my phone, which usually means one thing on this show, is uh, live bet alert. That's being made. Old, old Tyler Hero apparently got a little bit of a headache. He's got a little bit of a headache, so oh. uh, he, he's not going to start tonight. Uh, Don't really know what that means, but that just came down, and we are basically a, a hometown flat. flu for Tyler Hero. There? Yeah, right. Well, I don't, I don't know. Late I don't night. know, Femi. Uh, but night. we're at five or five and a half everywhere. I'm looking to get in on one four and a half, but I just missed it. I did want to ask you though, because uh, you asked Evan about this, and I'm always curious. Yeah. As somebody who bets on a lot of awards, he said that Jokic is uh, value at minus one sixty-five. Do you agree with that? Because I, I, I don't think I can get that far with Jokic, but I'm curious to get your thoughts. I, I respectfully disagree. Respectfully disagree. And it is it, agree with everything that Evan said about what Nikola Jokic is to the NBA these days. He has been the best player in the NBA for the past four seasons. I will give it. Uh, give him that. Hey, ben, you and I have known each other for a long time. You know I've been a huge Giannis Antetokounmpo fan. I said up until two, two years ago he was still the best player in the yep. NBA. I have – I am – willing to absolutely say Nikola Jokic has surpassed him and he is the guy. I think with this market, with how it's supposed to be done year to year, I don't think that Nikola Jokic should be this big a favorite. Should he probably be the favorite in this market? Yes. I think that the, I, all, I guess even all four of these guys, Luka Doncic, I keep shoving past just because it's, it's yeah. the same story every year with Luka. There's such a narrative push, it seems, to want to give this guy the award and he's amazing, he's great. His team doesn't win win uh, basketball no. games. I was nope. going to say football games. That would have been uh, just as difficult. They also uh, don't do that either. Yeah. Right, they also don't do that either. But you're talking about like a near 500 team, just about 500 team, when all these other guys, I'm sorry, but with, like Jokic and Embiid have taken things to a next level. Giannis too. Of what, If you're going to be the MVP of this league these days, you've got to be putting up ridiculous numbers and your team's got to be winning. And the three other guys that you see on this graphic right now, Jokic, SGA, and Giannis have all been doing that. Now, when we go to compare Jokic's seasons, though, to what he's done in the past and the seasons where he's won MVP, I'm not trying. The guy's numbers are amazing. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that they're not. But they're just not what they've been in the past mm -hmm. for Nikola Jokic when he's won MVP awards. As we sit right now, could that change? Of course, that that could change in the next few months. But there, I have bets in. in, in the, I mean, I started weeks ago at this point. I. I thought I saw this Joel Embiid writing on the uh, on, on on the wall, and there was just too much value on some of these other guys to avoid not getting in, uh, getting in this MVP market. Now I kind of took the strategy of I'm going to make a lot of bets around Nikola Jokic and not bet him. Now that might end up completely burning me here. I do have a lot of respect for Jokic. Again, I, I would not be shocked uh, shocked if that happens. But there's still one guy on the uh, on this graphic that I don't understand how his odds are this long, and it's Giannis. We're going right yeah. back to Giannis. It's eight mm. to one. You're talking about the best player. I know Dame's there there now, but the best player on the team, 
that is second in the Eastern Conference. They're still second in the Eastern Conference, by the way. I said I they said, are. Okay, yeah, so, they are. Yeah. I was like, I said that last segment. I couldn't remember if the uh, Cavs or Knicks had caught up to still him. Still a game, uh, game ahead of the Cavs. Cleveland yeah, hot on their tails, though. Exactly. Yeah, right there. Um, so second, your second place in the East. Um, they're within. I mean, it's only four games back of the Celtics. I'm not. I'm not expecting them to finish with the one seed. But you're talking about him being in the two seed right now. Um, let's start just throwing out some stats. If with season. Ended today, okay, well right now where he ranks this season. He's fourth in scoring, second in free throw attempts, sixth in rebounds, 22nd in assists, and ninth in steals is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Doing everything. If we go to go est estimated player plus minus uh, that Dunks and Threes does all the time and win share percentage, it's a great predictor of who, who wins MVP. Um, you've got Giannis is third behind Embiid and SGA, and it is in, clearly in that order. He is second in the estimated win share behind SGA, not behind Joel Embiid, not behind Nikola Jokic, behind Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, you put that in right now with those points and assists that I mentioned, if the season ended today, Ben, he'd have the highest scoring year of his entire career. He'd be averaging more assists per game than he's averaged in any season during his entire career. And Giannis is 8-1 to one still? I, this number's still a little long for me. I've been scooping up numbers on him ever, ever from uh, from 18 to 1 a, a few weeks ago, uh, really throughout this entire time. I just do not believe he should be this much longer uh, th than Nikola Jokic or SGA. I will put it that way. I think those three should be closer clumped together in odds. All, I have bet SGA. I made one bet on him pretty big. I think if you're seeing numbers on SGA that are closer to 3-1, to one, that is still a great number that you could bet on him, too. For a team that, just like Jokic, is right in that mix of being the number one seed in the Western Conference, I think there's value on both those guys at plus one. Giannis' coach made it very apparent, uh, especially last night. He's going to be playing. He's a going lot. to play a lot. No, no resting, no, uh, no, no Budenholzer strategy of playing Giannis <laughs> like 27 minutes, you know? It's not going to happen. I, I, do th I find it interesting, though, because, like, Luka's price, I agree with you. I don't know why he's 8-1. to one. Like, he, they're just not going to win enough games. Good chance he's in the playing tournament. I mean, his stats are sick, and they're, especially, yeah. like, this last seven games are ridiculous, but... They're not going to vote for you if you're the seventh exactly. seed. <laughs> like, this is, exactly. Like, like, the voters don't want to risk being embarrassed and all of a sudden, like, oh, the Packers actually didn't make the playoffs, and this guy won MVP. I don't think he's going to garner that attention unless they were able to kind of clearly be in the top six, which seems unlikely given Kyrie's injury status and just how that team is kind of put together. My hang-up with Giannis and why I haven't bet any of him is that usually, and, like, I'm looking at it right now, the Wikipedia page of the, of the past MVPs, usually you guys kind of win it in, like, a three- to four-year window, mm -hmm. and then it's like, you don't win again yeah. like outside of LeBron or Jordan. But even LeBron, he won four in five years. Jordan's the one guy that, yeah, he won an MVP 87-88. Then he won his last one 97-98. Typically, it's kind of like you have your time in the sun and the voters who are media members kind of move on to someone new. And someone new in this instance would be Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now, the problem for Shea Gilgis-Alexander is that he plays in Oklahoma City, and it feels like more people want to give co credit to the coach in Mark Dagonault than they want to give credit to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So, like you said, like if you could find like 3-1 to one plus 350, maybe there's enough time for enough of the voting block to buy into Shea as the MVP because I feel like his numbers and his team success check all the boxes for what past MVPs have done. It's just that can the voters – get there in their minds yes. that Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the MVP of the NBA. Because I, I kind of think that the voters are a little bit bored of Jokic at this point. Like, the, like, I get the price when you look at what he's done statistically, but 
I don't even think Jokic wants to win it, and I don't think anybody's really like excited about voting for Nikola Jokic because he's already won two. We want to get onto something new, and something new might be SGA if enough people can kind of get on board. I, I don't, I'm, I can't say that you're wrong there, Femi. There's also been a lot of the talk that we've heard, you know, through all last season too of. Is there hesitation from voters to put Nikola Jokic up into the very, very rare company of who has three MVP awards yeah. in this league? I think I think that would be absolutely absurd. I think he, if, if, He's that, awesome. if that's the hang-up, I don't think you should have a vote, uh, f frankly. I, going back to just that estimated wins of what each what each one of these guys is worth to the team, SGA's not even, it's not even close. I, I mean, okay. it's 13.9 is what his win share is for, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, what he's contributing. We have seen that been, uh, be a really big, you know, kind of kind of telltale sign of where the MVP vote is going. It is him well out of front. Giannis is second, then it's Jokic, then it's MVP, uh, Embiid, and Doncic right there with the same number as him. So something to consider. I, yeah, I would... The longer drift on Giannis is is where I'd be coming in eight to one. But agree with you, Femi. I bet it at plus three fifty. I bet it pretty heavily at plus three fifty on Shea. I think if you're around that, no, if you're seeing something closer to three to one, I think that could be a great yeah. bet too. Last thing for this from me is that uh, look out for it in a couple of weeks. The Tim Bontemp straw poll yes. likely is coming out during All Star yep. break uh, that week. So uh, usually that kind of gives us a glimpse into how the voters are thinking about it. Currently, doesn't mean that they can't change their mind, but at least give us like a current picture about how the voters sort of see this thing. <laughs> maybe, this, maybe the straw poll comes out. It's Jokic and he goes to like well, minus three hundred. And I that's mean, what I'm saying. That's but my, my prediction there, Femi, I'm a little scared of what that is because yeah. of exactly what you yeah. just said, Ben. My prediction there would be the Giannis's odds get a lot shorter immediately. I think you're going to see a lot of seconds, thirds they, uh, on people's ballots, maybe even in some ones too, where his get away shorter, and I bet you SGA's odds don't really go. Yeah, by no means is this over. That's sort of the, the takeaway. Yeah. And there are guys up. with good, uh, pretty good enticing odds you could still bet on, even pre-All-Star break going on right now. We have one more hour to get to on Live Bet Sunday. Receiving props, all sorts of special props for the Super Bowl. We'll dive into them starting next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.